0: Welcome to the Elite Business Advice podcast. My name is Chris Moore, I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors, and the goal of our podcast is to help you grow your business and also educate you on a variety of topics that affect self-employed small business owners. Today's episode, we've got Joanne DiMaggio May here with us, she's the director for the Illinois Small Business Development Center for the Metro East at SAUE, my alma mater. Uh, and we're gonna talk through a little bit about how they utilize business plans for new entrepreneurs and also how they work with existing companies. Joanne, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here.
1: Thank you very much, Chris. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I come from a small business background okay. myself. My um, father started a restaurant with his with his father. My grandfather um, shared those recipes, so yes. it's a it's a family business. Um, lots of cousins and and That's so awesome. forth have um, a restaurant, and now my brother um, has taken over after my dad's retirement. That's and awesome. Um, I always loved small business, got into the business program at SIUE, and um, worked actually for the Small Business Development Center as a graduate assistant.
0: That's cool. I didn't realize that.
1: Yep. And um, helped the new director come on board right as I was graduating with my MBA, and then I moved on into banking and some other things. Okay. And um, retail management, and I was able to come back full-time 2013. Okay. And just... Just love being able to help small businesses just like you.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. I appreciate that. Uh, So you've been the director there for eight, almost going on nine years now.
1: I started as the small business specialist, but okay. I officially became director in 2017. Okay,
0: cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. So just another layer of leadership there in, on your resume. So mm-hmm. um, so I know you you definitely love helping people kind of in all areas of business, right? You're very much like us, and, and we can kind of help people in a lot of areas. Um, but you guys do a lot of, I feel like, kind of specialize in business plans, right? Um, and yes. so talk a little bit about what the importance is of having a business plan to start out.
1: Well, it can be very overwhelming and um we do work with a number of entrepreneurs and and startup businesses. And and really the goal of the business plan is primarily financing. Yeah, okay. Um most of the time you put that business plan together so that you can obtain um and secure a loan um or talk to an investor yeah. or 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 a partner. Um, But it's also a great management tool. It's a great way for you to get those ideas out of your head and onto paper and and really have that roadmap for your business so that you can, you know, I would say at least once a year, maybe twice a year in the beginning, if not more, um, look at that and, and... assess your sales strategy, your marketing, your HR, yep. um, just really everything about your business. If, if, if you don't plan, you plan to fail, exactly. as Ben Franklin said. So um, it's it's a difficult, overwhelming process at times, but it is so important yep. um, to the success of your small business.
0: I love it. I love that we share the same philosophies on business plans, right? Because we hear a lot of people, You know, as you know, we work with a lot of contractors. They aren't really going after financing right? For the most part, um, at mm-hmm. least where they're at starting out earlier on in their development. They're like, well, what do I need a business plan for? They're like, and they use that word, you said overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And I'm like, oh, that's okay. I agree with you. But if you aren't going for financing, you aren't going to meet with an investor. It's literally nothing more than a place to gather your thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a big thing you kind of hit on is assessing strategies is people like, have a process in their head or they have a strategy in their head, but it's not really on paper, right? They can't see it drawn out. They can't see certain things. Um, and so I think there's a lot of power in just putting it down and documenting it. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be in a specific format or anything crazy. It just needs to be usable, right?
1: Exactly. And, you know, we're not talking 50, 100 pages. No. We're, we're really looking at probably more, no more than 10 to 15 pages at the yeah. most.
0: Yeah, if that, depending on what all you're you're going for. Right. So, um, no, that's great. I think, you know, I, again, I think it's just very important for people to have all those collaborated thoughts. And, and it should be a, a working document. It should be something, like you said, that you revisit a couple times a year. If you go through some employee turnover, right, maybe you've got eight employees and now you only have five the business plan is just kind of a place to go back and revisit and figure out. Okay, how do we grow again? What are the things I need to do and identify mm-hmm. to put in place to get ready to go back to that point? Exactly. Um, so I like that. Um, so what are a few common mistakes you see people make when it comes to putting a business plan together, revisiting it if they have an existing one as their company grows? What What are a few common mistakes that you see?
1: Well, the first mistake that I see is using industry jargon. Okay. So. You have to remember that not everybody is in your type of business, your that's line of uh, of operation. So do not use technical or complex words that are just specific to your um, occupation and okay. your field. Um, so that's one big thing. And then also, you know, not enough time and effort is spent on the cost analysis. Yep. So I see it over and over again where um, a new entrepreneur thinks they only need x amount of dollars when it's actually probably two to three times that because they've they've forgotten or or um left something out yeah Uh, i just was working with a client this morning and he had um about eighty five hundred dollars in in expenses but then he's telling me he needs a truck that's fifty two thousand dollars so i'm like where is this adding up yep we need to you know look at the startup spreadsheet again
0: that's smart Yeah, that's good. Um, Well, and I think that's a big thing. You know, I I think there's kind of a common joke out there, right? Like take the expenses you think you need and just double it, right? Uh, I'm finding the same thing's true when you build a house too. Just take what you think you're going to need and double it. So, and I'm kidding. Um, But, you know, I think that it's definitely, you know, again, when you start getting into those financials, I think that's the one area that trips a lot of business owners up. Uh, You know, and I know when I was a student at SAUE and we were doing our entrepreneurship capstone course and writing our business plan, Um, Dr. Schinnecker, actually Tim Schinnecker was our our teacher. Um, And he, uh, you know, he was like, hey, here's some resources to go try to find as accurate financial data as you can. Um, And so I know that that's something that I applaud you guys. You guys have a lot of resources, right? This isn't something to go to Google and just start designing the commercial kitchen you're going to need and figure it out like that, right? Like you guys have the data. um, And and I think that's why it's important to partner with people like you guys that have the resources because it's going to save a lot of time and money. If somebody's wanting to start a business and you have no clue what the overhead for a restaurant is, there's probably some more credible information you guys have compared to just going to Google for that.
1: Definitely. I always mention, you know, use trade association data. It's a very um, credible and accurate source. We also have databases. Um, that can help with that industry information yep. like um, Hoover's first research, yep. IBISworld. Um, actually we're looking at um, getting vertical IQ uh, which has some also some of those benchmark numbers that you need for for the the industry yep. um, And the third thing that I would say that I see um, as a, a pitfall with um, business plans is paying someone to write those business plans for you Yes. I'm not trying to take work away from the contractor. No. um, The consultant that that gets paid for doing that. But the point is, it's your business. Yes. You need to have all the information. You need to be able to talk to that banker when they ask you, you know, why is this and how did that number come up? You may not be able to answer that if you didn't write the business plan yourself. And a lot of times, honestly, I've seen it over and over again where someone else writing the business plan does not end up working out it, yep. it's it's not a finished um complete accurate business plan that they can use it, there's missing yep. missing pieces and they've paid hundreds of
0: dollars right now it's funny we have a client at one point it kind of we had that conversation right they were like hey we need to do this we're wanting to open this get a shop and do all these things uh, And they're like will you will you write the business plan? And I was like, no, I was like, I will help you write the business plan. I'll yes. help you with the outline for it. I'll help you get all the financials organized, but it's your business plan. Like yep. I could come up with something for you, but like you said, when you go to the banker and you need a loan for a hundred thousand dollars and they ask questions, you're going to be like, well, I don't know. I was like, that doesn't look good. Yeah. You know? So, um, I, I applaud you for mentioning that because again, there's, there's a time and a place for certain things. There's time for guidance and help, right? You guys don't write business plans for people. You help them walk through it together. Yes. Um, but it's uh, it definitely is something that, like you said, it's your thoughts, it's your business. You need to be the one to work on it. So, exactly. um, so how do you feel, you know, we kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, but you know, how do you feel like having a business plan as an existing company? Let's say somebody doesn't have a business plan um, and they're listening to this for the first time and hopefully we convince them to write one. Um, how can that really be beneficial to them? And how do you see that working with business owners kind of in a day-to-day setting on how that can help them?
1: Well, I, again, I think it comes back to growing your business and the scalability. So it's getting all that information on paper so yep. that you can create that action plan. Yeah. And, and most of the time, businesses are looking for financing. Maybe they need a larger... Um, Facility, maybe they're looking to hire. Yeah. Maybe they're um, needing new equipment. Yeah. So it it all goes back to those points of either needing financing or just using it as a management tool right. to grow your business.
0: Yep. I like that you said the word action plan because to me that's what a business plan is for existing businesses. Mm-hmm. Right. It's an action plan. It's a roadmap. You can set deadlines. You can say, "Hey, here's our vision for 2022." And by April 1st, we want to have this in place and then we want to have this in place by June. And then, oh, we want to grow to this, you know, and you can set that roadmap for where you want the company to be like at the end of the year. And I think that's the smartest way to use a business plan. It isn't just to think through, oh, what are additional marketing channels we can bring leads in? It's not just how are we going to recruit our employees? It's literally an action plan and a timeline um, to kind of trickle down and then hold yourself accountable have somebody else to hold you accountable. Right. Um, and so I like that you use the word action plan there. I think that's great. Um, so what are some of the competitions you guys host? I know you guys do a lot of really cool things. We've been blessed to be a part of it and be a mentor for some of them. Um, share a little bit about the couple competitions that you guys hosted SAUE, uh, through the small business center.
1: We definitely appreciate your support, Chris, yeah. and um, it, it's been great to to have all the mentors and sponsors work with us. Um, so this year will be, will be our ninth year uh, with the Metro East Startup Challenge. It began with my predecessor, and I've continued the process. We open it up to entrepreneurs and startups that are three years or less in business, okay. so you could be day one or right. up to three years. Um, it's a great way to get that business plan put together. Yeah. It um, allows you to network and gain additional resources. And, and it's also a wonderful tool for pitching your business. Yes. Um, so there's lots of components to that competition. And there's $25,000 essentially up for grabs between the top four winners.
0: That's awesome. And then we have some
1: in-kind services as well, yeah, um, like accounting and, and um, legal and... Um, web design, etc. Awesome. Um, so we, we make it a very um, action-packed and yes. very rewarding um, process. We are also part of the Other 40, which is a university competition through the school through the School of Business. And um, I provide support and help with getting reviewers and judges yeah. etc so that the students um, can go through a very similar process with you know developing their business plan pitching right. their idea and ten thousand dollars is the uh, top prize
0: that's awesome is that just for students at saue correct yes that one is not yep.
1: just school of business students but, but it's for anybody the entire at campus. okay
0: mm-hmm. cool that's awesome yeah you know it's really funny We really enjoyed doing the mentoring over the last few years. We've met a lot of great people, still stay in touch with a handful of them. And every year I learn about a new business or something that I didn't know existed, right? Um, Two years ago, I worked with Lindsay on amygdala um, and just the whole cognitive brain therapy and what she's doing with that. And it was just really cool to like learn about those things, right? Uh, This year I worked with Jesse Campbell, Um, And I didn't know that mushroom growing was a thing. Like I always hear about people going out in the woods hunting mushrooms, you know, when it rains. I didn't know that actually growing them and selling them to restaurants and people and and everything that he's doing with that. Um, And it's been really cool just to learn about different industries, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Not that we work exclusively with contractors, but that makes up 90% of our clients. That's kind of our target market. Um, And so it's kind of cool to to be a part of those things and hear of all the different business ideas that get pitched at the event. Um, It's been really fun to be a part of. So thanks for asking us to do that. So... We uh, appreciate
1: it, and yeah, they are so creative yeah. and so determined and motivated. Yep. And um, this year, I- I've always done a lot with the CEO programs, yep. um, but this year I am involved in a regional competition for high school students. Nice. Um, it gener it was generated out of Pontiac High School, yeah. I believe, and um, it's called Celebrating High School. Innovators. Okay. Um, So we will do a regional part to that competition uh, for the first time this year, and
0: that's exciting.
1: Sounds like we'll have at least twenty participants in our area um, to evaluate.
0: That's awesome. That's very cool. Well, if anybody that's listening to this fits any of the criteria of what we've been talking about, um, we'll definitely get your contact info at the end and put it in the notes here and definitely encourage people to reach out and ask what they can do to be a part of it to apply for these different, different opportunities. So, um, so talk a little bit about, you know, some of the other resources that you guys have at the Small Business Development Center. Um, for small business owners right for people that are already in business and stuff what are some of the kind of resources and stuff that you guys have that that you'd like to promote and share and make sure people are aware of?
1: Well um, for a couple years now um, right during the pandemic um, we applied for a grant through the Edwardsville Community Foundation so that we could um, incorporate a podcast studio in our office Um, works out very, very well because of the the virtual aspects that it can provide and and just the marketing that it allows small businesses. So for a very um, reasonable cost, businesses can use the studio. And we also have a student from the MassCom department that can help um, edit and do all of that technical um, part. Um, We also provide QuickBooks training. My colleague Marty is a QuickBooks Pro and provides five hours of training for $99, very minimal cost, and she'll help get your QuickBooks set up the way you need it to be for your business. Um, She also does that as a class through the um, Office of Educational Outreach as a uh, two-day a week, um, hour and a half each each session uh, for four weeks, I believe. Um, So those are a couple things. And then, you know, we also provide um, a lot of resources when it comes to networking in the area. You know, those attorneys, those accountants, those insurance agents, um, just other um, business professionals that you can work with. Um, We have um, marketing and social media tips and tools and hr support um we can share a job posting through the university if you're looking for an intern or even if it's if it's a full position um we can get the word out and see if um, college students are, are available and yeah. interested.
0: Very cool. So. No, I know you guys have a lot of great resources. And, and some of it, as you're sitting there saying that, I was like, oh, I didn't know you guys did that. So I'm still learning, right? We've known each other for how many years, and I'm still Separate, learning about yeah. everything you guys have to offer. So, um, and I know you guys host a lot of different, you know, webinars and mm-hmm different things like that um you know in person you know seminars and things um which is i think exciting right i think it's a good way to give back to the community i know you've got a handful of them scheduled here over the next eight weeks too so yes
1: um three to four times a month generally we do our starting a small business workshop the grant um how to get ready to apply for a grant and this month on the 24th um our own Chris Moore here is yep. going to um, do a social media workshop yeah. and uh, we have others planned uh, for uh, March and um, small business week is in yep. the works. Um, so we have a, a lot of great things. We probably do over 30 workshops and webinars a wow, year.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. It's great to see. I mean, I've, I've always been a proponent of add value to people. Right. And I always joke with people. I'm like, you can't say the information's not out there right between the amount of podcasts out there. Um, I'm biased to ours, but obviously there's a lot of other great ones. Um, You know, everything that you guys have to offer, I think it's just more of the awareness of knowing where the resources are at. Right. Um, And most of the time, the people that always say, oh, I can't find the information are the ones that are not really looking that hard. So um, I think you guys have a lot of great resources for small business owners. So um, what's kind of one final piece of advice as we kind of start to wrap up here a little bit. Um, Do you have any other pieces of advice necessarily that you'd like to leave business owners with?
1: I would say the biggest piece of advice that I um, use quite a bit um, with business owners is networking and creating that external team. Don't just think about your staffing, the internal people that work with you inside your company, but you need to have, again, that attorney, that accountant, that lender. Um, the insurance agent, the mentor like us, and, and even someone in, in that particular field. Yes. You know, maybe find someone that's retiring or has a, has already retired, right. or maybe someone, um, you know, a county or a state away that yeah. would be willing to mentor you. Um, so that, that would be my biggest piece of like advice.
0: That. That's awesome. Well, I think there's a lot of great trade associations out there too, right? I think for I'm going to say most professions out there have some sort of a trade association. Mm -hmm. Um, We're here at the Painting Contractors Association recording this, that they work obviously with painting contractors. So I think every... Every industry's got an association, and I think there alone, there's a lot of resources. There's a lot of opportunity. Um, we're getting Definitely. ready to, I guess by the time this airs, we'll have already been in Orlando, but we're getting ready to go to Orlando in a few weeks for the Painting Contractors Expo. Um, and one of my favorite things about that two years ago, when we were in Arizona for it, was seeing like the collaboration of people, right? Because you're, you're in a room with 400 to 600 other painting contractors, and you're talking to people from Canada, from mm-hmm. California, to Pennsylvania, all over the map. And all the conversations I heard was talking about how each other does business. And the reason that everybody was so open and transparent was because there's no threat to competition, right? Exactly. Most people in that room understand even somebody two miles down the road from them, they can still have that conversation that there's enough work out there for everybody. Not everybody shares that mindset, but it was very cool to see the collaboration that happens with people, Mm -hmm. the relationships that were created. Um, We've got some clients that still stay in touch with other people that they met at that um, and just bounce ideas off of. And that's kind of why we launched our mastermind groups for it because we saw the value and putting four to six contractors together in a group once a month and facilitating a conversation. Um, and so I love that you kind of bring in that mentor piece because I think that's the one piece. So a lot of people plug into the resources. They'll go to the webinars. They'll do the things. But I think until you've got a mentor, you've got somebody that you're really working closely with that's been down the path you're on, exactly. um, that's like the, the biggest key to implementation. So,
1: And I love trade associations because especially for – a new business, it gives them that credibility. Yep. They can say they're a member. Yes. And it's a great marketing resource. They they share marketing tools. You can stay on top of continuous education for your field. Yep. Um, regulatory um, areas. Yeah. You know, so that you're not blindsided by technology changes yes. or something. Um, air quality control issues right. whatever it might be um, and then those trends you, you need to stay on top of the trends so that you can be in the forefront and and really attract those customers
0: yep oh, i love that that's a great point well julian how can somebody get a hold of you guys if they've got questions they want to plug into some of your resources if they can you know get some guidance from you guys what's the best way to get a hold of you guys
1: well, for me personally, email would be the best okay. um, way to reach me, but you can always call our office. You can always follow us on Facebook. Okay. Um, we have a website as well, siue.edu slash sbdc. Cool. Um, my email is gdimage at siue.edu. That's G-D-I-M-A-G-G at siue.edu. Um, And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and also connect with me on LinkedIn. Cool.
0: Awesome. I will be sure and put all that in the podcast information here too, so people can click on it and go straight to it. So um, again, I really appreciate you coming and recording this. I appreciate what you do for the small business community. It's been fun to partner up with you guys here the last handful of years. Um, And I know we've got some exciting stuff here in the works too for the future. So I appreciate it.
1: Definitely. Thank you very much for all your
0: support. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you automatically get the newest episode every Tuesday morning. If you find our podcast beneficial, we'd love to hear from you by giving us a rating and a review. Not only does it help us stay connected to you, but it helps other business owners throughout the country find us. If you have questions or would like more information on how we help our clients, visit us online at www.elitebusinessadvising.com. Thanks again for listening. We hope you have a great rest of the day.